Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune in to Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Good afternoon. Welcome to Blog Talk USA. Uh, you heard in the intro, are you tired of change? And if you are tired of change, tonight is a great place for you to be at. Before we get off into the show tonight, we're going to start off very appropriate because we know that prayer changes things. So we're going to ask uh, one of the guests on tonight before I introduce that guest. I'm just going to ask him to go it on and uh, give us a short, brief prayer, and we'll get directly off into the show, and we'll tell you who each individual is and why we are here tonight. Will you go ahead on, Brother Pastor? Yes, sir. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for the opportunity to come together in prayer. We know in your word you said, if your people are called by your name, we don't themselves and pray. Turn from their wicked ways and seek your faith. We need to hear from heaven to give our sins and heal our land. We thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity once again to be back together with the run spikes and bearing glass and ensuring simple, Lord God, and all those who Worked over the last maybe six, seven years, Lord God, in trying to fight for the causes of our community, our city, and our world, Father. And we're facing the pandemic, Lord God, on several levels, Lord God. Not only COVID-19, but political upheaval, Lord God, election in November. Communities, Lord God, dying. African-American communities impacted by 57%. We are roughly, Lord God, 14% of the population. We need, Lord God, clearing call, Lord God, people to come together, not only spiritually, Lord God, come together, Lord God, in wisdom, come together, Lord God, politically, come together, Lord God, in action, come together, Lord God, to make a change. So tonight, bless this call is not only just a discussion, but it's a platform we can use, Lord God, to begin action in our community, in Louisiana, in Texas, and around the world. Amen. 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 Pastor Riggins, once, once again, once again, we want to say good afternoon and welcome to Blog Talk Radio. We know in the last four or five weeks, our entire lives have changed. And based on that change, the question is, what does normal look like tomorrow? So tonight I've been joined by Pastor Riggins of Real People, Real Life, Real Answers of Blog Talk USA. Mr. Ron Spikes, the general manager, owner of Blog Talk USA. Mr. Sharon Simple, a component of Blog Talk USA. And myself, Brother Baron Glass. Tonight, COVID-19 has changed the norm in America. It has the power to kill every member of society, as we have seen. In fact, it's more dangerous for people of color and those with chronic illnesses. We keep hearing information on a daily basis, but not all of what you are hearing is true. We keep hearing about conspiracy theories that does not serve the public well. In fact, we believe it's counterproductive. So tonight we ask that you tune in and listen to this roundtable discussion about information related to COVID-19 and what you can do 
to help. The latest question that remains, is it time to open the country back up? We will also have special guests Robert Williams and F.J. Jones from the Democratic Party. And the question is, what do the Democrats need to do to win? As I stated, you're joined by myself, Baron Glass, and I'll turn it over next to uh, Mr. Sherwin Simple, Mr. Ron, Mr. Aquila Riggins, and at the end, Mr. Ron Spikes, and we'll go off into uh, directly into the heart of the matter. We felt like there should be a conversation going on, a roundtable discussion going on with as much factual information as possible. Because once again, if it's affecting people of color, why are you opening barbershops, beauty shops, and all those other places that we typically frequent? You got to stay woke. You got to believe in the process. And we know that social distancing does work. So once again, tonight I bring in Mr. Sharon Simple, who is one of the creators of this particular uh, broadcast tonight. Brother Simple, come on in. Oh, how y'all doing tonight? I want to yes, thank you and Robert Williams and F.J. Jones from Missouri County. Uh, we're going to talk about the Democratic Party, what Robert and F.J. Jones believe we need to do to get a Democratic president elected and also to get her elected. Uh, she's a black candidate in Missouri County, too. Uh, so when you finish your show, we will let Robert uh, discuss and update Jones' stuff in. So go ahead and uh, talk about the virus first. Okay, Pastor Riggins, we know that uh, you have a nurse practitioner uh, that's in your family. We also know that your background is based on uh, history as a historian, uh, a longtime educator in the uh, Houston area. So, Pastor Riggins, uh, come in uh, just briefly because we're doing the intro now, then we'll get off into the subject matter. Give us a little brief uh, synopsis of what you're seeing, what you disagree seeing and hearing, and why you feel it's very important that we have topics of discussion like tonight. Thank you, Baron Glass. Um, as you already know, um, we didn't have to be in this situation, and we might not need to go back to the whole history of it, but it's important that we do bring out some important points. COVID-19 did not have to be this devastating to us because Ebola was not this devastating to us. Neither was the bird flu. George W. Bush, since I'm going to speak from a historical point of view, uh, George W. Bush in 2005 called for a pandemic council based on the fact that he was looking at the data and the trend lines from 1918 for the Spanish flu, and knew it was coming within maybe 15 to 20 years that we was going to face something like this. President Barack Obama, because the continuity of, of, of understanding that a presidency is not about a party, it's not about Democrat and Republican, it's about leadership, it's about being successful. So President Barack Obama, even though George W. Bush messed up in a lot of ways with the war in Iraq and the economy and all, he, he took something that was important, and that was the pandemic council and put it in place. And in 2015, he spoke about this. He said, in five years, we're going to be facing an epidemic like this that's going to be spread through the air, through, and we need to have the place, people in place. Meanwhile, when the bird flu came and Ebola came, they met daily in the Situation Room. Uh, Vice President uh, 
Joe Biden talked about that, in which they planned. The scientists were, were, were seeking and searching. The doctors were ready and prepared. And so it was on the prevent mode. The best defense is offense. Along comes a person uh, from, who is not a politician, who is all about money, all about himself, and then with some racism involved and the greed and all. He decided to disband the pandemic council for a number of reasons. Number one, because President Obama put it in place. Number two, because he can use the money to build a wall. So the scientists were not there already, and about three or four scientists and doctors lost their jobs in 2018 who could have been working on a vaccine and a cure ahead of time. But to make it worse, when it did appear in January, we came to notice, we could have still acted, and maybe we would have had maybe 1,000 people uh, maybe been affected or 2,000. We don't know, but it would have been a lot less than this, a very lot, lot less, a very uh, uh, miniature, because the WHO offered us, the World Health Organization offered us a million tests that we turned away and sent them to South Korea. But now we've made the World Health Organization a corporate in this. So to open up the economy again is based on the fact that 22 million people lost their jobs. The stock market is, is lost. The oil prices went below zero yesterday and came back with $10 a day. And we're facing a, a depression, a great depression. And so the election is at stake. And so what they want to do is say, listen, we'll, we'll, we'll lose some lives. We'll lose some African-American lives. We'll lose lives of people who are Hispanic. We'll lose lives of people who are Asian. We'll even lose some uh, Anglo-American lives, whatever the cost is, if we can stay in power. Because the love of money is the root of all evil. Greed. And so even on yesterday, and I'll, I'll stop and let um, Ron talk because I'll come back later. Even yesterday, Trump says two things in his press conference. Remember, he didn't have any press conferences for months and months about months and months. Because he wanted to hide the Mueller report. He wanted to hide the Ukraine scandal. As soon as this happened, he thought he could get TV rating and keep himself in front of the crowd because he can't have rallies. Keep himself in front of the, people, the public. He said on yesterday, he says two things. He says, if I come up with a cure, they're going to still blame me for it. If I come up with a tablet on November 3rd, they're going to blame me for it. It's all about November 3rd. Then later in that same press conference, he says, I believe I'll win by landslide because people just love Trump. So it's all about him trying to get him reelected, which would affect our democracy. If he gets reelected, we're going to lose. I believe we're going to lose our democracy. I warned of this in 2015-16. I even warned of the, of the Russian investigation, I mean, uh, interference election, and, and all of it came down. I'm not, I'm not see all, say all, but I, I, I see what's, where we're headed. And this COVID-19 is a, is a tipping point of what he's trying to do in, 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 uh, in the next four years, if he could. And I digress. Okay, Brother Spikes. Hey, I just want to say hello, everybody. I know it's been a while since we've been on the air. I'm glad to be here, and under such circumstances, it's just, it's just, it's just sad that we got to this point. And I want to tell you something. Pastor Riggins probably can agree with this. This is not the first time we've been in this situation. Back in 1918, we had the Spanish flu. They basically did the same thing that we're doing. And believe it or not, they were shutting down sporting events, large gatherings, and they were shutting down where people got together in churches and stuff like that. But somehow, some way, somebody got smart enough, the president of the United States at that time, said, oh, no, we over it. Don't worry about it. So everybody just went ahead about their business. And as they went about their business, they soon developed, they soon realized it was the second wave. And the second wave was worse than, than the first wave. And it seems like history is repeating itself 
by Donald Trump being in office because if he's getting ready to open this thing up, we all should have major concerns. It's getting to a point where, where you basically better look out for yourself. And if you're not looking out for yourself, look out for your loved ones. I want to stop there because I can go on this, and, and, and I just think that we have a lot of stuff that we want to talk about tonight that's concerning where we're at right now in this country. So, Glass, I'm going to give it back to you, and it's, it's, it's okay. all yours, man. Thank, thank you, Ron. Thank you, uh, Simp. Thank you, uh, Pastor Riggins. Pastor Riggins, I want to take this to you, and then uh, everybody else can join in because we know that uh, there is a great level of ignorance and misunderstanding within uh, the communities. Uh, we know that it has been stated that, uh, you know, the American Negro suffers from blood pressure, uh, diabetes, uh, obesity, and other forms of things that this disease basically uh, has an effect on. Pastor Riggins, there's a term out there now called uh, asymptomatic. And I venture to say that uh, in our community, uh, the younger generation probably has uh, no idea what that word means, nor uh, do some of the older generation know what that word means. Now, Ron, uh, Simp, I think we all agree that what we don't want to do is uh, provide conspiracy theories. What we don't want to do is uh, promote and put out uh, false information like Fox News. We're not trying to sway anybody other than give some uh, correct appropriate information that might help somebody uh, save a life. So when we look at asymptomatic, Pastor Riggins, talk a little bit about that, uh, why it's important to know uh, what that word means, uh, why it's important to know uh, within the community that uh, one person can be walking around and have no symptoms at all and be giving it to other people like their mother, like their father, like their grandfather, grandmother, child, so forth and so forth. Pastor Riggs, I brought that to you because I know that you have a medical profession that's in your home, and then we'll kind of strip it around, and then we'll go off into a deeper subject matter. But Pastor Riggs, asymptomatic, talk about that. Yes, sir. Thank you, Baron. You see, if you notice the news reports, the Church of God in Christ had a great number of bishops and pastors to die. Even in Streetport, a friend of mine up there, Pastor Huey, has a bunch of friends, the pastors that died, and not only just in the Church of God of Christ, but in the Methodist Church, Baptist Church, and all. And the reason why is because at first they said, this is not affecting African Americans. <laughs> a young, strong person who has a great immune system may be a carrier of the COVID-19, but have no symptoms. Because they're a carrier and it's so contagious and there's no vaccine, uh, some of their uh, 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 saliva or you know or, or, uh, can can end up in, in in the airborne of someone else that ends up in someone else's nose or, or, or a breathing space that is a person who may be at risk because of African Americans mostly a lot of hereditary diseases of, of of like you said heart diseases, diabetes, hypertension. Uh, then, then some of our eating habits are bad. Uh, some of our immune systems are low. Sometimes, if you have uh, autoimmune diseases, whatever, and then that person gets sick, or older person gets sick, and a younger person never knew that they infected the older person because there's not enough of testing. See, without the testing, we don't know who's, who's the carrier. Without the testing, we don't know who have the antibodies who already had it in their system and beat it. So, without the testing, like Ron says, we're gonna open it up, and there's gonna be a, a wave of people getting sick because they're around folk who are asymptomatic. But didn't know how they got it. Um, what I would say is we got to build our immune system. Like myself, 
uh, I, I've talked about this in the past uh, because of hereditary, because I used to eat anything I wanted to in the past. I end up with hypertension, with diabetes. But what I've been doing over the last few months before it even happened, but see, I believe God allowed this to me to prepare myself. I begin to take things that are immune boosters like uh, turmeric twice a day, uh, uh, cinnamon tablets. Uh, this before these even came out. Uh, magnesium, uh, beetroot, uh, vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, omega-3, uh, uh, eating oranges a lot. Uh, all this kind of stuff, immune boost, the immune boosters in your system, because the best way to fight to fight this without any medication is to already have your immune system, so that even if it tries to attack your body, that your body can fight off the, the symptoms that cause you to, to, to take on the respiratory problem. See, you could you could fight it off and don't even know you have, but that's why we need to be social distancing because you may have it and don't know you have it because you don't have the symptoms. But if someone else who don't have the immune system built up, then they end up contracting the respiratory part of it and then it'll get into the lungs and then we have a lot of a problem on hand. Mm-hmm. Uh Simp, I know that you are out in uh Brazoria County out in the Houston area and I'm almost certain that you have a lot of your listeners that are on tonight. Uh relative to Brazoria County specifically, uh what is a simp that you would like to say uh to try to encourage people uh to get on board uh, to continue to social distance, we, we know that it's working. Uh, if they open up, which Texas is uh, presumed to open up, uh, what are some of the things that you would like to advise uh, the younger generation, the middle age, and the old age generation as to how they can continue to flatten the curve? Because if we do not flatten the curve and we start going to uh, beautician shops, uh, the barber shop, uh, the grocery store without being properly closed, uh, what would you like to say about that? I'm not sure if Simp is still out there. Ron, I'll take it over to you because you're out in the Houston area. Uh, I know that yeah. you have seen a lot of activity that's been going on. We discussed this uh, previously about uh, a lot of uh, congregating still going on so forth. So, so for, for those listeners that are out there, because you have a great concern and you decided to bring this on uh, the, the radio tonight, uh, talk a little bit about what you would like to see happen relative to trying to continue to flatten the curve because, as Pastor Riggin stated, the second wave is supposedly worse than the first wave. Absolutely. I think one of the things that we should start looking at is the numbers. And just for here in Harris County, um, 2,195 cases in Harris County today, 146 cases, 146 new cases. 45 deaths in Harris County. That's just in, in my little small county. I'm not part of the whole USA, but just in my little small county of Harris County, that's the numbers that we're looking at. And I see a lot of people, I've seen a lot of people out shopping with their kids, with their family. But here's the problem. If you got on a mask, don't you think your child should have on a mask also? I don't know where where we get off. We're gonna protect ourselves, but we're gonna we're gonna expose our children to any and everything that's out there. One of the things that 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 they say that this is in the air. If a person sneezes, it's supposed to be able to float in the air for about two to three hours. So if it's out there for two or three hours and your kids as small as they are, it may it may go beyond you. But what about your child that's out there? We got there's so many things that we got to do to protect ourselves in this day and time, and especially 
It's a, it's Pastor Riggins and Gladshell said, especially being black with with all the conditions that we that we pack as a community. We didn't get there overnight, and, and, and this thing is not going away. I can guarantee you it's not going away at all. I'm trying to look for simple on the board. So, Glass, if you, I, I think I've made my point to this. I, I'm going to wait till we get a little farther along in the discussion, and I would like to really just get into some of the things that we've been talking about for the past couple of days. Yeah, yeah Ron, and, and also, uh, yeah, also at some point uh, we'll try, if, if necessary, to provide you know, some statistical data uh, that's out there that's relative to, uh, you know, what's going on. If we look at, Pastor Riggins, uh, the, uh, the coronavirus task force, uh, it has been stated once again that uh, this disease primarily affects uh, people of color. So when, when you look at these task force uh, committees uh, that has been formed, I, I have a great problem with the absence of people that are that come from the uh, person of color background, not being on to provide input and information that would be relative and beneficial to uh, the community. When we look at this stimulus check, Pastor Riggins, that uh, we are about uh, to receive, uh, those who are going to get it fine, those who are not, uh, we're still going to live. Pastor Riggins, this stimulus check in particular, uh, what type of information or advice uh, you can offer to those who are going to receive it, rather than go out and uh, blow it, uh, so to speak, what what type of uh, benefit uh, you see people being able to use this money uh, relative to not just today, because we got to think about tomorrow. Tomorrow may be worse than today. Uh, come on, Pastor Riggins, talk to me about that. Okay, two things. Uh, two things. First of all, back up to what Ron was saying. When that child is walking around without a mask on, that's one of the persons who might become asymptomatic but pass it on to the parent. See, so that's that's, that's a problem. So he's he's big on he's he's, um, he's right on that. Number two, on that on that Corona task force, the Surgeon General is an African American guy, but if you notice, he gets very mm-hmm. little play in coming to the in coming to the, the to the press conference because. Trump wants to make the politics the driving force, fighting with the governors, fighting with the Democratic governors. Let's talk about the election. Let's talk about what I've done. Let's talk about this. And, and, and by the way, we're dealing with the, with the virus, whereas the Surgeon General himself have made some statements that even upset the African-American community, but it needed to be said. It needed to be said, you know, that we, you know, or some of the things he was saying we need not to be doing and how, you know, and, 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 and the health care of our bodies. So, so they minimize the impact that it's having on the African-American community by hiding them. And the third thing, the stimulus check. If you didn't have this $1,200 already, if you already know you didn't have it from the beginning, you say, and, they, and, and they tell you they're not going to cut off the utilities, they tell you they're not going to take this away from you, they're not going to do this, they're not going to do the other, take the stimulus check money, put it in the interest-bearing accounts, whether it be checking or savings, put it away. It's something you didn't have, you can use the best for later. Even if it's just making 3% or 5% over the next few months, is something you could use to stimulate your your own personal economy. The word stimulus means to stimulate. You want to stimulate your own personal economy in your household. Don't go wasting on no Jordans or no PS4 for your kids or or, or some or some, some rims on a car or, or some more clothes or, or, or some more a hairdo. That, that's not what it's for. It's for you to put it together and use it to to, to build a little nest egg. For in case things get real bad and you really do need it, 
Or if you don't really ever need it because things get bad, you can build on it for the future to make things better in your life. That's what I say I would do with that stimulus money. Now, folk might disagree, <laughs> but that's what we need to do. Well, it, it, so again, uh, you know, it's subjective. We, we, we're going to have a lot uh, of opinions, a lot of, of things that can be offered. Uh, again, it, it's not concrete, but it's, it's something that you feel uh, that can be offered. There are many other people uh, that's out there on the line that, uh, you know, have something that's different. So nobody's right, nobody's wrong. Again, we're trying to make sure that we can provide uh, some concrete, abstract information that might help somebody else. Because, again, uh, every time you turn on the television, when you look at the press conference, the press conferences are no longer about uh, the protection and the safety of the lives. The press conference is about uh, ratings. The press conference is about uh, the president uh, basically yielding to his base or instead of talking to his base. So, you know, we're not going to get caught up in all of that type of stuff. Again, we're here tonight because the primary concern is not just people of color, but poor people, people that don't have access to health care. I have three people directly hey, Barry, uh, that are friends of mine. Bit. You're breaking that, up, so move around a little bit. You're breaking up. Yeah, I, I have three people that are basically uh, have the, co- the coronavirus right now. Uh, one went to the emergency room up. yesterday uh, it's probably not me then. No, I can hear, him. I can hear him pretty good, Pastor. I can hear him pretty good. Okay. So. Yeah, I think it's Pastor Pickens' phone. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm, I'm full, I'm full bar out. But uh, again, Ron, uh, I don't know if Simp is out there because we, 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 we can tie yeah, uh, both subjects. He's here. actually on the line. I'm out here. I'm out here. Yeah, uh, Simp, I, I wanted to come to you uh, earlier about Brazoria County. Uh, some of the things that uh, we talked about. Uh, proud to putting this show together. What is it that you like to offer and see uh, differently uh, that can actually, uh, you know, um, just help the curve, uh, you know, a flatten the curve, more to speak, uh, to make it better, so we can get back to some sense of uh, being normal. Uh, you know, we don't, we're not doing trail rides and things like that, but we still have a lot of people that's congregating. So, simple, just for Brazoria County, I know you got a lot of listeners that's out there. And I want to make sure that we continue to bring everybody in. So talk to us a little bit about what you'd like to see uh, relative to flattening the curve in Brazoria County. Right now, to be honest with you, the number is down right now because everybody's staying in, uh, doing what they're supposed to do. You know, if you don't listen to the guys, listen to the doctors and what they're saying is the truth. Uh, this virus is not over yet. So the best thing to do is stay in your house and do what you're told. It's the only way to stop it from spreading because I hear it's another come through, and I'm listening because I don't want to be sick. Uh, my daughter has sick herself, so if I bring it, yeah, I think we're losing Sim. I think he's probably, yeah, Sim. I think you probably uh, got bad connection. But w- w- what I'd like to do, Ron, uh, if we can, because I know we got uh, the two guests that are out there. Uh, maybe we can go ahead and slide them in on the on the uh, front end of the topic and then come back because we're going to tie coronavirus uh, into uh, voting. We're going to tie coronavirus into uh, making sure that the community is aware of certain things. So, Simp, uh, I'll go ahead and let you uh, introduce your guests if they're out there. Uh, if one of them want to come on now, they can state their name, uh, give us the last four digits of their number so we can pull them up and let them uh, mute their, uh, unmute their line so they can come in and join the discussion. How about it, LJ Jones? You out there? What's the last four? I think What's the one, give, yeah, give me the last four. You can just say it on Hold there. On. We're not trying to get your whole number. We're just trying to get your last four. Glass, I think while we were waiting, one of the things that we, we – I don't know if 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 we're going to get there or not, but 
you know, the CDC is telling us, the director of CDC is telling us to beware of the second wave. I know I'm talking. Mm-hmm. I, I know that we have a hard enough time getting people to just do what they're doing right now, but trust me, sometimes a a a, a, a paycheck is important. I'm gonna tell you, a paycheck is important, but seeing your loved ones is also important, and and sometimes we have to be cautious of the things that we do and the cautious of the things that we hear and the things that people are telling us. Please don't believe the hype talking about we're past this. We're not past this. We're just getting started. If you look around the world, when China had their first case back in December, they started locking down. They were locked down in their houses for almost three months. Mm -hmm. I'm just telling you that it's serious. In America, we, we know this is the land of the free, the home of the brave, and all the rest of that, but a few naps in your head or a little bit longer hair or some longer fingernails, toenails, whatever, might save your life from going to those places. We just mm-hmm. have to take heed and, and, and kind of look out for ourselves. And please, whatever you do out there, please, whatever you do, read. Go to the Internet, research. If you don't like what you see on that page, go to another page. Go somewhere else. Do not listen to what – I ain't going to even call it. But do, do not listen to what you're hearing at the briefings, except for that one doctor that Trump is about to kick off, of the, off the panel anyway. So <laughs> please right. do your own yeah. research. It, 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 oh, yeah. It, it's about uh, 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. We're broadcasting live on Blog Talk USA Tonight we're talking about the COVID-19 situation here in America. We're also going to be talking to two special guests from the Democratic Party as to what uh, can the Democrats do to take back the uh, election, the presidential election in 2010. We're joined tonight by Mr. Ron Spikes, Mr. Aquila Riggins, Mr. Sherwin Simple, and our two special guests. Uh, Simple, can we go ahead and get those last four digits of uh, one of the? Uh, yeah, I, I, I got night? one of them open. I think I got one of them lines oh, open right oh, now. Oh, eight one five and eighty seventy one. Okay, uh, we're going to go ahead and bring the uh, two uh, Democratic guests that's uh, on tonight. I'll let them uh, introduce themselves and talk to us a little bit about uh, what is it that the Democratic Party uh, can do relative to. Uh, increasing the voter turnout and uh, making sure that uh, the Democratic voters, independent voters, and Republican voters realize that uh, right now it's not about D versus R. It's about it's about the sanctity of the uh, American economy as well as the United States of America. Come on in, guest. Jay Jones. Uh, I'm not sure. Hello, the guest uh, is uh, Robert no, I got there. Are you on? Yeah, Robert on. Trying to okay, brother Robert, come on I, I, I always uh, <clears throat> like to allow women to go first, but if, if she's not on, I, bro, bro, I'm Robert, trying to get it right now. Just a little louder. Brother Robert, can you speak up just a little louder? Okay, I can. Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, you're good. <clears throat> okay. Um, first of all, I want to thank Seth for, for giving me the invite to come on. Uh, I want to thank the host for allowing us the space. And I've been dying to jump in on this conversation uh, because what I'm hearing is real people 
that are out in the space with our real people who are giving some uh, real solutions, answers, and and concrete information that our people need to hear. Um, we know right now that uh, the numbers of our African Americans as far as the COVID virus and death are are rising at an exponential rate. Mm-hmm. And we understand that of course there's always been systemic racism in the healthcare system. COVID virus is just kind of uncovering that as as it has mm-hmm. uncovered a lot of other things. We understand mm-hmm. that we are the frontline workers out there. Uh, we understand that we carry um, uh, a lot of the issues as far as the obes- obesity and 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 uh, high blood pressure and diabetes and all of that stuff. A lot of our people more vulnerable. But what I'm hearing on this phone call is what I've been wanting to hear with clarity and articulation from. Uh, the national media, and from anybody else speaking on this subject, that there is a great deal of responsibility that has to be taken by our own people. Now, our Surgeon General uh, got attacked for some things that he said, and people have attacked me for what I'm about to say. But we need to take responsibility for ourselves. I'm telling you, I I lost quite a few friends when this thing first started because uh, I I know we got a couple of pastors on the phone. And listen, my daddy was a pastor, and and I understand the respect that goes there. But I blasted a whole bunch of them because they were still congregating, still having services still telling people God will protect you during this Mm. virus. Still, uh, we we had an incident up in Houston uh, not too long ago with the turkey leg hut opening a uh, a food truck. And when they opened that thing up, you had about 200 black folks standing out there in line, nobody social distancing, no one wearing masks, everybody all up on top of each other. We still see the birthday parties going on. We are not taking this thing seriously. It's like we think that that, the infection is going to come from some white stranger down the road. But the matter Mm -hmm. of fact is, if you are infected by this virus, it's probably going to be by a family member or a friend. Amen. Now, That is, it's a hard message to articulate without people thinking that you are uh, attacking the establishment of faith, and that is not what I'm doing. But I am bringing up to the mindset of our people that this thing is as serious as it comes. And these numbers being all out of whack as they are with us being 14% of the population and 60% of the people dying is us, all of that is not because of the white man. All of that is not because we're frontline workers. A lot of it is because we, as a people, 
are being irresponsible. Now, I am not the best person to articulate that message because I'm pretty blunt in my messages, but I I would hope, and, and I'm loving what I'm hearing from the very articulate guests that you have on this show. Uh, that well, can get this message out uh, uh, to our community. Uh, that you know, I, I understand that it's cultural. I understand that we want to be together. I, I understand that you know we don't like to wear masks. I understand all of that stuff. But man, we killing people. Uh-huh. We killing people. And and, and you talking about killing your own mama now? You talking mm-hmm. about killing Aunt Virgie? Uh huh. You talking about killing Uncle Joe? And and, and right. these are the type of things that are happening. And I heard Simp say that in Missouri County, our numbers are down. Uh, let me give you some clarity on that. Missouri County is a huge county geographically. Uh, mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it's the 13th largest county in the state of Texas. And when you split Missouri County in half, starting at Highway 6 North and then going south, the majority of our cases, right at 75% of them or in the northern end of the county. There's a reason for that. The reason mm-hmm. is that there is free testing, a hop, skip, and a jump on the way right there in Houston where Pearland and Houston intersect. These people mm-hmm. can drive five minutes up the Cullen Boulevard and get free testing. Now, when you come down mm-hmm. to the south and you cross over Highway 6 and come on down, we just had one free testing place open up today. Today. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's in Angleton. Now, I live down mm-hmm. in the far end of Missouri County. It takes me 35 minutes to get to Angleton. And so we're not seeing the numbers on the southern end. But let me tell you something, man. That is by design. Mm-hmm. Our county commissioners, every elected uh, county position in this county are Republicans. They are all following the lead of Abbott, who is following the lead of Trump. And mm-hmm. there is a suppression of these numbers. I guarantee you, if you put free testing down here in the South, in the places where it's supposed to be, especially where our people are, those numbers will rise exponentially. Mm. Exponentially But there is no pressure being put on Congressman Randy Weber Because the people that elected him Are the same people that elected Trump And the same people that elected the other Republicans That are running this this county And they are the same ones that are protesting Saying open up the country again mm-hmm. So we, we can't be misled by the lack of numbers, you, you're seeing the, the lack of numbers simply because there is a lack of testing. And right. it's a doggone shame that we have allowed a virus to become political. And exactly. that's exactly what is happening. And our people are paying the cost, and a lot of it is our own fault. A lot of it is is. Uh, I don't know if I would call it uh, strategic planning by the other side, but it, it's along those lines. Mm-hmm. And so our and, people and see, need to hear messages as we are hearing on this radio call tonight. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Hey, and, and uh, I'll, I'll, Robert. Uh, yeah, I'll chime you in and tell you. Yeah, yeah I can hear you. Uh, I want to uh, talk to the update, Jones, and see what it takes to get the Democratic Party uh, with Bernie or whoever it takes to get elected to beat Trump. Is she out there? Did you open the line for her, Ron? I'm here. This is FJ Jones. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Oh, perfect. Perfect. Um, I just want to say, first of all, that I'm, I'm ecstatic that this platform even exists in a place where people are not afraid to say the word Democrat. Um, so I really appreciate that. Second, I want to say that I'm blessed to be the only female on this call tonight. So I want to say thank you for that. Um, <laughs> but Mr. Williams is absolutely right. That is the plight of Brazoria County right now, that the reason why the numbers look so good is because we're not testing anybody. And even the testing center that opened today requires a quote-unquote pre-screening. And that is a euphemism for we decide who gets tested. Right. Okay. So let's just be honest. And I think that the first thing we have to do is be honest about what's happening. And that's about as truthful as I can get. Now, as far as what, what Democrats need to do, first of all, if this is not the most vivid example of how crucial, competent leadership is, I don't know what is. Mm. Amen. I, I don't know what is. If you can't see the need to put somebody in office from the White House to the courthouse, if you can't see how the need to put competent leadership in positions of power, this is the best example you can go to. Now, I sit on a couple of boards, and Harris County and Fort Bend County judges have said, hey, y'all need to go ahead on and not turn off people's utilities. Y'all need to make sure that these people can stay in their homes. I sit on a board that's in charge of water, sewage, and drainage, right? Mm -hmm. But the Brazoria County government hasn't said that. They haven't instructed us to not turn off people's utilities to keep their keep them in their to keep people in their homes. And so what I'm what I'm getting at is if you want things to change, then you need to change the people you put in office. Amen. And the way that Democrats are going to change what is going on is to get up and go vote. Now, let's just be honest. We don't know what voting is going to look like right now. Mm -hmm. We don't know if we're going to be forced into a mail ballot situation, which has its own issues. We don't know if we're going to be allowed to go to the voting booth. We don't know what that looks like right now. But whatever it looks like, it is incumbent upon us to learn what the process is and take advantage of it. Because the only way we, black people, Democrats, who else, 
is going to be able to come out of this is to make sure that we have the best of the best leading the charge. And that's what I have to say about that. Well, uh, wow. Ron, if I can, let me, let me go back to uh, Brother Williams. I, I want to let him know that uh, your bluntness is necessary. Uh, your straightforwardness is necessary because if you look at uh, the trajectory uh, of the Republican Party, they say what they want, say when they want to say it, and they say how they want to say it. They don't apologize. They don't do anything. And, and what, what, what we're trying to do is make sure that people understand uh, exactly what is at stake. Okay, your life is at stake with COVID-19. Your life is at stake if you don't go out and vote and put candidates that are sympathetic to the issues and concerns of your community. Now, if you, if you look at all of this testing, okay, in most small rural areas where I'm from in Louisiana, transportation has always been a problem. We have young right. kids, young adults that don't go to the doctor, so they don't, they don't know if they have preexisting conditions or not. So right. when you, when th- this thing is deeper than what we're even talking about because there are some yeah. other – uh, aspects that exist that we don't even touch the surface because it's 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 just so deep. So yeah. uh, what we're doing once again is trying to make sure that everybody become a part of the conversation. We don't want nobody to be excluded. We're not trying to be uh, Michael Bazin. We're not trying to be Tom Joyner. We're not trying to be Steve Harvey. We're just trying to have simple people talking about great issues that affect our lives here in 2020. So, uh, Brother Williams, uh, I appreciate uh, you don't come no blunt than me, and, and they'll tell you. But it, it's not about that right now. It's, it's about trying to provide some factual information because I've got two daughters, okay, and I want to make sure that my two daughters' lives are better than what mine was, okay? I want to make sure that those kids that are my two daughters' age, uh, 26, 27, and 18, and 19, Okay, I want to make sure that they have the opportunity to stand up and speak for themselves. I'm afraid to go to the store. I'm afraid to go to the gas pump. I'll tell people in a minute, don't come around me. Here's why. Even though you may think that this is not real, I'm going to tell you why. Because I may be asymptomatic and I may give it to you. Okay, so I don't want you around me. And we got to start being blunt. We got to start telling the truth. We got to start chastising pastors or talking about, uh, you know, bring the uh, ties and off. You know, that's a whole different stuff. And Pastor Riggins don't yeah. have an issue with you coming straight and uh, run. I'll yield back to you, and then we'll bring Trump in because we want this conversation to be very productive because there are people that are out there listening, and they don't want to just hear guns bumping. They want to hear factual information that can help them tomorrow when they go to work. Well, this you is know, Jones. Can I, I give want... you a bit of some facts? Can I give you a bit Go of that? Come on in. Come on in. I yield to you. Two hours ago, Brazoria County said that we had, three hours ago, 12 new reported cases, that we have had 191 people in this county recover. But we have had 345 cases reported. Yeah. Mm. So I ask you to use your common sense in a county that is the 13th largest county in the state of Texas. Does 345 reported cases sound right to you? If you think for yourself, and never mind what you see on TV every day, 
ask yourself the 345 cases in the entire county of Brazoria sound right to you? Mm. Yeah, may I, may I, may I absolutely. My people and challenge my people on a daily basis to think for yourself. Do not let anybody on social media or television or anywhere else tell you what to think. Look at the numbers for yourself. They put them out there. I got mm-hmm. my information from the Facebook page of the county. It's not hard to find. Yeah. So um, I'm going to put it out there again just in case you missed it. The 345 cases in the entire county sound right to you. Yeah. But how do we articulate that message to our people? And, and, and I'll right. tell you something, that there is, there is much power in the pulpit. Right. Mm-hmm. As much Amen. power in the pulpit. Now, a lot of I, I was at the gas station a few days ago filling up, and I saw this young lady I hadn't seen in a long time. And she ran up to me, "Hey, Mr. Williams, how you don't want to give me a big hug?" And I'm like, "Oh, ah. And she said, "What do you think? I got something." I'm like, "I don't know what you got, but I might have it. I don't want to give it to you." And this lady told me, "Now, this here, I, I got I've this. been known in this." I've been known in this county for a long time as Deacon Williams uh, in the church, a man of God and a man full of faith. And this lady told me, you just don't have enough faith in God. Mm-hmm. Now, I know the church that she goes to, and that church is still assembly. And so what mm-hmm. I'm saying is that there there is power in the pulpit. If the pastors would tell them, they wouldn't go running around just seeking another church to go into just to to go have, you know, to go have church and assemble. It's, All it's, right, now, you're going to get some toes. Come on now. Yeah, well, I'm sorry about that, but that's the, that's the truth of the matter. They, if, if our pastors would step up and would be vocal on this issue, right, of the importance of us saving lives, because that's what it, it's not just staying home. It ain't just wearing a mask. It's about stopping you from killing my mama. And your grandma, that, that, that's what it's about right now. It, you know, and, and we brought up, I know we don't have much time left, and so if you don't mind, could I jump into this uh, how we are going to win in November thing right quick? All right, sure, Robert. Sure. Robert, yeah. We'll, Robert, we'll Robert. let the brother come in. After that, we'll bring Robert? Pastor Riggs in. Go ahead, Brother Williams. Yeah. Listen, right now, you know, I, I've been in this game for 30 years. And 30 years have, have, have taught me this, that there are two things, people to the polls. One is an inspiring candidate. Two is a hot issue. Now, do we have an inspiring candidate in Joe Biden? And the church said no. <laughs> of course it's not. He, he, is, he is the what they call the safe candidate, what they thought was the most electable candidate. So the question was asked, how do we win in November? All we have to do is look back to 2016. You have a large electorate out there who are not only Bernie supporters, but simply people that have a more progressive mindset. I think I heard the pastor say a minute ago that, 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 that during this time you have, uh, 
Trump saying what he means and means what he said. We're in a new political era, and we have to adjust to this new political America. But Mm -hmm. instead of adjusting to this new political America, this is what the Democratic Party has done. And when I say Democratic Party, I'm talking about the DNC, the Democratic National Committee, because they were behind what happened on Super Tuesday. Amen. They were behind all of those candidates that, trust me, man, I've, I've worked in the Capitol. I'm lobbying there. I know the, the, the backroom deals that are made, and I guarantee all these people that jumped out at the same time are going to get some great positions. And you just watch and see after this is all over. The DNC moved to make Biden the candidate, even against really the people's will, because data shows that 67% of the Democratic base really wanted what Bernie had to offer, but it was the DNC that made it look like he wasn't the electable choice. So what we have Mm. sitting in front of us now is a candidate that our hard base is going to go in and vote for, but you're not just going to win with that hard base. You are going to Mm -hmm. need those progressive supporters. More than that, you are going to need these younger supporters and so to answer the question, what do we have to do to win? To me, it ain't got nothing to do about he about his vice uh, his VP pick. I don't care if he picks uh-huh. Michelle Obama. I don't care. I don't care if he picks Stacey Abrams. It, it don't matter about who he picks. What matters mm-hmm. is the adjustment in his platform. He has to meet this other block of uh, progressives out there. Conversate with them actually make some adjustments to his platform where they are comfortable enough to say, if I vote for you, I am not simply voting for the status quo. Because that's what progressive is. Progressivism is the exact opposite of status quo. Uh And the way a lot of these young folks and progressives see it out there, hell, if y'all didn't get the message with four years with Trump, well, you about to get it now with four more yes, because I'm not yes, voting for that. Absolutely. And, and that's absolutely. The, now, listen, that, that's the God honest truth. Now, I'm telling you, now, to be honest, I don't know if Biden can pull that off or not because he is simply so entrenched in the establishment. He is so entrenched in doing what we have done for decades, and that yeah. is in the primary, we have these progressive messages. Uh, we come down to our churches, our communities, and we talk all this stuff that everybody wants to hear. And when the general comes, they make a mad dash to the center, yeah. right? thinking that they're getting crossover <laughs> votes. And and today's politics, there ain't no such thing as a as an independent. It's not. Amen. If you yeah. can get that That's out true. of your head, it's either you either on this side or you on that side. Yeah. And Trump That's showed that, right? Trump, Trump went ran his general the exact way he ran his primary, <laughs> right? And he's in right. office now. Seems as we would learn something. So, okay, so that that's my thing on that. And, and I don't want to discourage anybody to say you know we automatically gonna lose. We're not gonna automatically lose, but but Biden's got his work cut out. But there, but, but see, bro, we, there is the down ballot. There is the down ballot that we have to look at. And the race that F.J. Jones is running is going to be at the very bottom of the ballot. But it has national implications, and let me tell you why. 
here in Brazoria County, we have not a Democrat has not won in the last almost twenty years. Mm-hmm. As a result, our voting percentages, especially among African Americans, only seventeen percent mm-hmm. of our African American strength showed up in the last even a- general election, not primary general. Seventeen percent. And the reason is we've been losing for so long. These people feel their vote doesn't count. There's no need for me to go. And a lot of them are even saying, if you can't beat them, join them. This is the importance of F.J. Jones' race. She is running in our most winnable precinct. She won 47% of her vote the last time she ran in the same precinct. We only got to make up three points, right? So what happens when she wins? In November, all of a sudden, all these people that said my vote doesn't matter, they see that it does. All of these people that have went to the other side said if you can't beat them, join them, they come back home. All of the donors who were tired of just giving their money to a defeated cause, all of a sudden start donating again. All of this starts to happen. Now, when you put this in context to our proximity to Harris County, which is already blue, Fort Bend, which is already blue, and this 13th largest county that we're now you're talking about turning Texas blue. And when you turn Texas blue, those 38 electoral votes that we have leaves no room for a Republican candidate in the White House. This one JP election has national implications and so we're encouraging folks not only to go get out there and vote for you know to get trump out of office and and this that and the other look man but we have to have long-term strategy that's what a democratic party has always felt we 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 always react instead of being proactive we don't have any strategy in place. The Republican Party got big time strategy. look I got a lot of friends in the Republican Party and two years ago they told me of the national Republican strategy to shave away an additional 8 to 10% of the African-American vote from the Democratic Party, right? And then guess what? You started to see Trump in the White House taking pictures with folks he just let out of jail. You started seeing Greg Abbott going down the Tyler to the black churches talking to the preachers. You know, you start seeing, you know, all of these uh, 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 things to kind of, Move African Americans over to Trumpism, and guess what? He is very close to being at twenty percent. And if he gets twenty percent of the African American vote, it's over. Now, what we did not do, and FJ can tell you this, I sounded this alarm over a year ago. We have to have a counter strategy to what they are doing, because That's everything true. that Trump is selling, there's a crack in the armor of. Right? You know, that they're setting him as the criminal justice reform president. Yes, he passed the first step back. It was a good act. But if you look at the context of, of his budget, that first step back is within the Justice Department budget. There was $451 million allotted to the first step back. But there were billions of dollars that were allotted to programs that made the first step back null and void. Some of those being right. the militarization of our, our local police uh, department. Right, you know, right. he, yeah. he, he's saying that, that he had the lowest unemployment of African-Americans in history. Well, guess what you did? But you only dropped it uh, 6% uh, 
Trump dropped it. I mean, uh, uh, Obama dropped it 127 percent. You just living right. off of what Obama did. So we had a, a an easy counter strategy that we could launch. We simply did not. Right. And well, I, what, I, what I'm gonna do now? Yeah, we got yeah, a, uh, hey, there. Go I'm gonna go on. I'm gonna go on. Right. Bring. Let Pastor Riggins come in. Then we're gonna bring the right. nurse in right quick. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do that. Uh, we got okay. a nurse on the line out of Clean Tech. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Riggins, come on in and make your point. Then we will bring yeah. the nurse in. That's out of. I'm gonna I'm start where 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 uh where William is at and go backwards. Yes. If we turn Texas blue, it's something that y'all been hearing me talk about for years. Uh, Ron and um. And um, we Texas blue, that shuts it off at Electoral College. And so Beto is trying to do that thing. We, we got we got we have to get an African American community to do that. We got to say, listen, it's important how lives are at stake. Not just about the, the White House, but even with COVID nineteen. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna uh, keep the disease, uh, uh, turn it back and, and help save more lives, we got to have competent leadership. And also, so we have to turn to the blue. Second thing, you talked about the pastors. It's important that the pastors do what they need to do. I'm part of the African American Fellowship of Pastors in Houston, Texas. One of the first things we did in that group was to have a meeting and tell the pastors that were part of our meeting, along with some of the other organizations in Houston and UBA, close down your church. Learn how to get on this. Learn how to get on Facebook Live. Learn how to get on social media. Uh, uh, get on Zoom. Tell your people to stay home. You don't have to go inside of a building to have church because the, the church is not the, the building is not the church. The Amen, church are the people. And if you don't have if you if you can't if you don't have the people, the people are dying. You're not gonna have a church anyway. So we 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 we've been pushing this, but it's not being clear enough. It's not loud enough. People don't know that that it's really happening. And second thing, I want I want to, I want to come back and say and reiterate once again. When they don't test the people in, in southern Missouri County, they're not testing up the people in Harris County in the inner city. That means yeah. that people are dying, but we don't know they're dying for COVID-19. Let me say it again. Yeah. Because, because they're not officially on the books of dying for COVID-19. When there were 14% of people are African-American, but 70% of them are dying from it, it's not in Come the books on. because nobody's not testing it and saying it so they can keep it on the wraps. And I digress. Yes. Right, but Ronnie, I know you. I know you're operating a switchboard, so we got the nurse that's out there. I, I hate to call the nurse; I don't know the name. But what we yeah. do is we'll open her line and let her come in and introduce herself and talk about. Because what we're doing is we're switching over from uh, election to COVID-19, all intertwined into one. So uh, any, anybody that's out there listening, everything is relative one to the other. So Ron, go ahead and bring the nurse in. Come on, Teresa. Yes, hello. Yes, my name is Teresa, Teresa, and I am from a nurse from the Killeen area, and I work in Austin. It's um, I'm I'm very excited um, that Jim had uh, shared with me about this platform. I think that it's very interesting, very informative, um, that you guys have a platform where we can uh, voice our opinions and you can hear real life stories. I just heard from the guy that just spoke about testing, you know, about not testing. I am excited now that now in Austin we are testing all of our patients before surgery. I happen to um, mm. be a surgical nurse. We have um it was a really sad case about about three weeks ago. We had a forty nine year old black male. He came in with every symptom that there was. Let me tell you something. He had underlying problems with being diabetic and high blood pressure, really bad diabetic, you know. 
and um, he ended up getting, you know, he went, he went downhill really fast. They put him in ICU. Make a long story short, he passed away. He passed away. They wanted to do the test. The doctor thought, oh, no, you know, we're not going to do the test. Before you knew it, this young man had passed away. They didn't put it on COVID-19. Wow. They put it that this black man had these underlying conditions. Right, right. I just, I just lost a friend in Waco about two weeks ago. It was the same exact thing. They never did test him. As a matter of fact, he was the third one in Waco to pass away from COVID-19, and they laid it on an underlying condition. I just want to say really quick to all, to everyone, especially African Americans, do not believe the um, a lot of things that that Trump is saying on TV that about the numbers are going down. It's not true. We did find right. out today, however, at my job hey, hey, just sister, today that we nurse. have sister treated. Uh huh. Sister nurse. Uh-huh. Be, be, before you go any further, I want to make sure that everybody can hear. We got somebody that's out there that's got a little back noise and it's kind of affecting the broadcast. If you don't mind, just mute your line and you can still listen in because we want to make sure that uh, people like you uh, that can give hardcore factual information uh, that you can be heard. Uh, let me let me ask you this before you go any further. Do you think that because uh, they did not do the testing on this guy and are not doing testing on other people. That's to try to help the current administration uh, minimize the amount of numbers that's out there relative to COVID. I really do. I really, I really do. And, I mean, and, and it's sad. It's really sad. But these are the stories that you won't hear about. You know, this mm-hmm. this is the things that you won't hear about. And I'm so excited that you guys have this this forum that you know you can hear from people like myself from, you know, on the inside, you know, as far as, uh, you know, Trump, you know, away from those numbers. But let's just talk about, you know, all the supplies and equipment that he said, you know, that we have. Let me tell you something. We do not have the amount of PPE that we need. I have Mm -hmm. friends in New York that do not have the PPE that we have. We are on the verge of trying to, quote, unquote, sterilize some of our masks. You understand what I'm saying? So, uh-huh. you know, I, the best thing I can say is do not believe what you're hearing. We still need to, you know, uh, stay our so, social distancing. You know what I mean? We need to protect ourselves, wash our hands, all of that. I would not believe anything that's coming from from. TV. Let's just put it like that from TV because it's not ne- that's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily true. Let me ask you this, because you are the one person uh, that can speak uh, on this. Again, we know that uh, there is a lot of uh, ignorance or unawareness, you know, within uh, the communities. We we have uh, young folk that are steady congregating. Ron, you may have to mute some lines. Uh, Steady congregating or whatever it may be. And and, and we know know that uh, people are really listening they are not taking this thing seriously. As a nurse, somebody that's front line, uh, what would you like to get on your knees and beg people to do? And it, basically, we got to beg now. Some of these people that are not doing what they need to do, what, what would you like to tell them from sin on the sinning on the front lines and dealing with every day? Somebody that's not getting out there promoting uh, uh, conspiracy theories. Somebody that's not uh, reporting reporting against statistical facts or uh, ratings. What, what would you like to tell them? Basically. Stay at home. Stay at home. Take all the precautions that you need to take as far as hygiene, as far as, again, as I say about social distancing.
I don't know if we as African American is not being educated and we're ignorant to the fact. I don't know. But let me tell you something. All of these people that dying that's African Americans, a lot of them do not have underlining conditions. They do right. not. They do not. Mm. I have a classmate right now in Temple, Scott and White, that's fighting for her life. And my mm. understanding is she does not have underlining health conditions. So we really need to be – it's real. It's real. You know, don't think hey, that it cannot hit home uh-huh. with you. This is real. Can Can you have her repeat that, what she just said again? Because I, I, I want to make sure that that gets into the broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I want her to say yeah, it loud right. and clear. And, Ron, if, if you can, if you have to mute everybody's line that's out there, because we still got to let back, though, because yeah, again, we, need to mute, uh, we need to mute that line. Yeah, yeah she, she uh, again, can provide, uh, like I said, not the conspiracy theories, because, see, sometimes you have to scare folks. And sometimes people uh, don't believe it until, uh, you know, it's, it's relative, something that happens directly, you know, in their family. Like I said, I got three uh, buddies of mine that, that's got it. Okay, one has successfully, uh, you know, uh, went through it, but the other two uh, are still struggling. And, and they are they are very healthy. Uh, you know, they work out every day or whatever. So, uh, 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 assistant nurse, I'm going to call you that if it's okay. Go ahead on it and specifically uh, say that again. And, and if you have to slow down to make sure that everybody here, because the broadcast can be shared uh, from link to link, you can send it to uh, people's uh, uh, the cell phone. They can listen to it. By the way, Ron, the link is not working. I'm being told. So even if the link is not working, you still can share because Blog Talk would more than likely fix that tonight. So again, come on in, uh, Sister Nurse, and tell us that information again. Right. Again, you know, I would like to say to um, our community, to the African American and whoever is out there that's listening, I am here to tell you this is real. This is real. I work in the surgical, on the surgical side. I am a surgical nurse, and I urge the hand washing, um, the social distancing, um, being aware of your surroundings. You know, I see people with gloves. They're going all in the store with your gloves. You're touching everything, you know, but when are you taking your gloves off? Or even people uh-huh. that have on their mask, what they're doing, and I don't think people are educated. They take their hand and they'll pull the front of their mask to adjust it. Well, guess what? Everything that have went on front of that mask, you understand what I'm saying? It's right there, mm-hmm. right there on your right hand. It's right there on your right. right hand, and people don't realize that. They don't realize that, and then you know they're going in the store picking up a soda. Oh, I don't want that soda. I'm picking up another one. So you you have it mm-hmm. everywhere. You know, um, even now at work, uh, they urge us that once we leave work to leave our shoes at work. Research have came to this conclusion. It's not 100% that it's evidence that it is carried on the bottom of your shoes. You know, um, I, that's why it's so important. It, this has hit home with me twice with uh, losing a loved one. Everybody does not have an underlining condition. All of these people do not have it. I don't care what they say. I've seen it. They do not have it. Mm-hmm. Even in New York, they don't have it. And one thing that's really, right. really scary, I got I to gotta share, it, it, it was so many dying in New York. Guess what? When they actually code in the OR or code in the ER, that means stop breathing, they give one round of CPR and drugs, and they call it. They call it because it's so many mm. that are dying. 
It's so many. Not, and let me tell you something. In Austin, Texas, we do two rounds of CPR. We do two rounds of CPR. Mm. We do drugs because they're so sick. We got so many others to tend to, we can't. Hey, hey, this is real. This is real. Um, I, I just got an email. A lot of the nurses got an email for New York. They're wanting 550 RNs. They're paying, willing to pay $10,000 a week. They will give food stipend, housing stipend. You know why? Half of them, they're, they're losing their lives because they do not have the equipment that they need. Right. And, and, the, and the question comes, is the, is the money uh, worth it? Ron and Shepard, if you remember... Uh, exactly what she just stated. We talked about this uh, yesterday. Remember, if you got an old lady, old African-American lady that's in their 75 or 80, and they're about to take their last breath, these people, and and I've heard it, these people are looking at, well, let's spend our time on the next healthy person. Let's spend our time on the next person who may have some insurance, not necessarily Medicare, Medicaid. So it goes even deeper, but let's look at another aspect. I want to ask the nurse this. We know just like Ron going to military that PTSD existed. Do you see a lot of mental issues relative to what's going on with COVID patients, uh, being in a room by themselves, feeling like they're dealing with this on their own, the parent or the family family member can't come and look? Talk to us a little bit about that. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, um, we we um, some of the nurses we were around the table and we did a joke. You know, and it it was a joke, but not really. When this is all over with, we're all going to have PTSD. I mean, myself, exactly. I just had a a virtual appointment with my doctor because I mean, this is is heart wrenching, and especially for the friends that I have in New York, but even in Austin, you have this lady. There's all kind of stories. You know, one of them, let's say, for instance, this was a 42-year-old lady. She had just gotten married. You understand? She had just gotten mm. married. You know, she's there dying. There's nobody there. So, you know, as a nurse, and, you know, we're tall, and, and you're, to me, it's like you're, you, don't, you don't go to school to really become a nurse. You, you, you're born with being compassionate. Now, you're tall the skills. You understand what I'm saying? Compassion has to be in you. And so what we do as a nurse, and I've seen it, we get our cell phones and we FaceTime the family. You think that that does not have an effect on us when we come home? When we come Mm home, I'm thinking the next day I can't sleep at night because I'm wondering, hey, did John Doe make it through the night? Is he going to be there? Mm -hmm. A lot of times when I go there, it might be Mm -hmm. a black older man there. When I get there the next day, Guess what? It's a 21-year-old woman there. He could die through the night. Somebody else is on the ventilator. This is real. Mm. It is so real that black people need, and, you know, I just, I I don't know if we're educated or we just don't think it's going to hit home. But we really need to think about this and do not believe what is being said about, you know, the curve that is going down. It's not. It's Mm -hmm. not. So you think more testing uh, is needed more social distancing is needed and stay at home because again uh, we know that there are a lot of listeners that are out there from the Houston uh, the Texas area uh, that's listening and uh, as much information as we can provide that's factual uh, that's the goal of tonight w- again we can look at uh, Fox News and all this other stuff that's looking for ratings that's not the purpose yeah. uh, of, of conversation tonight uh, it is to really right. get to the core of the matter it's to talk uh, the truth is to be very blunt and, uh, you know, plain and simple, you know, uh, stay your ass at home. 
it's, it's just that That's simple. It. If, you don't, if you don't have to go nowhere, don't go nowhere. Uh, it, it, because I, I don't think uh, the end is nowhere near. You, you see some of them saying uh, that uh, it may be a second or a third round. The second round is the worst, then the third round kind of minimized. See, I, I'm not scientifically uh, privy on that, but what I do know right. is that uh, we can use our common sense. So w- what I'd ask you to do is uh, if, if, if you are connected with us on Facebook, if, uh, if you can provide us with uh, some type of uh, little notes, like a five-point notes, uh, you know, here's what you can do, uh, here's what you're advising, and, and we can share that information. Because, see, we know that people will gossip on Facebook all day long. They'll, they'll talk right. about who got They'll talk about who got this, who did that, but they will not talk about this hard course. We may have to start showing images of, of people uh, taking that last breath. We may have to let them listen. Uh, I, I had called one of my buddies to see if he would call in because he's dealing with COVID now, and last night he barely could breathe. He, he was trying to go to the emergency room, and it, this guy is in 100% top condition, and he just could not bear it. Uh, so what we're talking uh-huh. about tonight uh, you know, Blog Talk uh, USA, uh, it's about, uh, I guess, about 8.47 p.m. Central Standard Time. We have a lot of guests out there run. I know the lines are lit up. If uh, Simp, uh, yeah. Brother Williams. Hey, Glass, before you, go in, before you go any further, you know i like to get on some key points that she made, and I wish she would elaborate on it. People mm-hmm. are putting on gloves, and like she said, they're putting on those gloves, and what they don't realize, and what she elaborated, what she said was that if you touch any part of your body after you touch that, so let's just say you're in the, in the grocery store. You, you, you didn't bought all your groceries. You, you got to you gloved up and you're going to the counter. You haven't touched anything. The first thing that you're going to do is dig in your purse or dig for your wallet. Hmm. So now you didn't contaminate your wallet, your glove. You're pulling out your credit card. Think about people that's got kids at their home based on what she just said. If you come from outside and you're walking in your house with your shoes on and your little grandson is on the floor, you just shared the disease with Come on. Come on. Yes, sir. I mean, I'm listening to what she's saying, and maybe somebody out there is not listening, Glass. You know, I can get wound up, but maybe somebody out there is not listening to what she's saying. This is not Ron. This is not Glass. This is not Sherwin. This is not Pastor Riggins. This is a nurse that's in the hospital that's telling you that people are dying, that what you I'm going to say it because I just got to say it. What you see from that carrot top on TV, he's not telling you the truth. Uh-huh. Open up your eyes, open up your mind, read, listen to people that's in the hospital, within the hospital. When you take your loved ones to the hospital and you drop them outside or whatever you got to do to check them in and they don't let you go in, it's the reason why they're not letting you go in. Uh-huh. Yep. It's the reason. So you, mm-hmm. you, you got to right. understand that, that because, and as the man said earlier, you got to understand because that lady came up to him to give him a hug. And, and, and help faith? Oh, no, I, I, I ain't against your faith. You can have faith at home, in your bedroom, get your Bible, open it up, because your faith is supposed to be stronger than any building and any man that's out there. Your faith is mm-hmm. within you. That's a relationship between mm-hmm. you and God. And, and, right. and I'm sorry, but I'm just going to have to step on some toes. If your faith is not strong enough to keep you away from that building and keep you safe, you may have the wrong faith. You well, may be well, following, following the way. wrong cause. Can you hear me? Put it this way. Faith without works is dead. That's a problem. 
Amen. Come on, Pastor Rick. Faith without works is dead. You can believe all you want to, but if you ain't doing the work, it ain't going to work. And the work right now is to hey, stay your know, buddy at put home. It, put it in perspective. Put it in perspective. Listen, the work right now is to stay at home, social distance. Make sure you know what you're faith without works is dead. You pray all day long. But then if you're going to do something that you have no business doing, you're praying, you're praying uh, 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 amiss. So, so mm-hmm. faith without works is dead. That's, that's that point. Yeah, hey, hey Ron, and uh, if, if the nurse is still on, what, what I'd like to ask, yeah, I'm gonna uh, keep a line open, glass. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. The, the, uh-huh. the, the next broadcast, if uh, if you can bring uh, some other perspectives, uh, you know, from the hospital uh, folk that would be interested and uh, call it in. Listen, they don't have to tell their name. All we need is the last four digits because what, what, here's here's the deal. Even if we have right. to start scaring some people with the truth, I'm at that right. point because again, I, I go from one place. Uh, to the next, it, it's it's really simple. Uh, I can come and visit Ron right, now and uh, uh, Ron don't have it. Hypothetical, I can have it. Ron can go touch uh, and deal with five other people. Those five other people have never seen me. Guess what? I'm the procuring call for those people. That, it, it's just that simple. It, it it don't get no more plain than that. So uh, whether we're stepping on toes, whether we're uh, talking, uh, you know, spiritual judgment, uh, or whether we're talking a uh, hardcore fact, Pastor Riggins, uh, Ron Simp, uh, Sister Nurse, uh, Brother Williams, it, it, it's time uh, for people to get their business in order because guess what? There were some people that was living this morning. They're not living now. Come on, Glass. Okay. It, it was some people that was living an hour ago. They've taken their last breath. Okay, we may have been beside somebody 14 days ago, and here it is tomorrow morning. We could wake up with symptoms. You know, these people don't want to test. These people don't want to find out what the truth is. So if, if we can't fight for ourselves, our ancestors left us a, a, a guiding line. They left us uh, the, the, the right, the will, and the desire to fight. But somehow we become lazy. Somehow we become uh, too, uh, you know, intellectually smart to where we don't have to listen to the scientists. Well, if you're going to listen to a man that has no idea what science is versus Dr. Falk and all these other people, well, whatever you get is probably deserved. Because at the end of the day, as for me and my house, we'll, we'll listen to the scientists. They can open up every state in the country. I'm not going nowhere until somebody can tell me concretely how this stuff working. If there's a if there's a, a remedy fund, uh, if there's because I don't want to be sitting here, sitting, barely can breathe, and I know that I'm halfway healthy, and and this disease is taking me out because we got an incompetent leader that we put in the White House, and I, when I say we, I'm talking about those who voted for him because I didn't vote for him, would never vote for him, and I'll say this, I have no respect for him at all. I think he's got every attribute of the devil, and if you look at what the Bible tells you about the devil, he exhibits all those characteristics. So when we started talking about all this stuff, we, we still got to put it. Uh, uh, come on in, Simp. Simp, you out there? I'm fine. No. Uh, I'm fine. Uh, you know, I, I just was listening to her talk, and it's amazing what she was saying. That, and we listened to them at work, and they doing the opposite. I go to work. I made a face, Facebook post the other day. They go in there. They don't wash their hands. They come out, and they dig in their nose and everything else. And then they want to shake your hand. No, I don't want to shake your hand. And Ron just say, it's already on your gloves, too, and you're putting it in your purse. It don't matter what you do. You have to distance yourself from people. Even though you might not want to, you have to. A professional. I don't care if it's my boss. I don't want to shake your hand. I want to stay away from you because you don't know who has it right now. And I think the best thing to do is to 
everybody stay away from each other and distance yourself. And and Robert was saying earlier about the churches and stuff. You have a lot of churches out there that's doing it, but I know at our church we all social distance ourselves to keep people from you know uh, you know getting close to each other. Um, Teresa, are you still on? Yes, I'm here. I'm here. Uh, so uh, can you uh, explain like in the morning time? Do y'all like say a prayer? Or do y'all talk to each other? Or how y'all keep yourself the morale up? The morale going? Well, actually, actually, I'm glad that you asked. The hospital that I work at is a um, Baptist hospital. So every so many hours, mm. you have this guy that comes on and he reads scriptures, you know, overhead. But we used to years ago huddle up and do a prayer. But because, like everything else in society, you know, you have people that do not believe in God. You understand, and have brought so many lawsuits and stuff forward until those things do not exist anymore. You know, they do not exist anymore. But you know, we um, we just we we try to comfort each other. We try to comfort each other. Um, again, like I say, once one of these patients die or whatever, we try to hold up. You know. And you know, do what we have to do in front of each other. And sometimes we do. We just have to go in the break room, and we just have to break down. We have to. We have to break down. It, I mean, it's sad. We're seeing that family member is something. I wish that it, it was a way I could show it, where that family member on the other end of that is. I mean, begging and pleading, and you know, calling mama. You know. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, Mama is here. Mama is almost really gone. And you're you're the mediator. You're you know, you're 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 doing this. Your job doesn't you don't have to do it, but out of compassion. So this person won't feel like they died alone, which physically they did. You understand what I'm saying? It's heartbreaking. Mm. It's very heartbreaking and I guarantee you, you know, um as far as mental wise I mean, the nurses, I mean, I think there'll be a long way to go for the nurses and the doctors. It's just going to be a long way to go. And also, again, you know, you have a lot of nurses and doctors, you know, they're eager to go and help. But let me tell you something on the flip side. You have a lot of doctors that do not want to go. And this is just my opinion on some of us that have all this high blood pressure and and diabetes and high cholesterol and we got gout and all of that, guess what? We're not the first one that they're going to, to me, that, that's what I'm observing. So it's just best that we do what we can to help ourselves. Wow. And that's real. Well, we need to do what well, we can to help ourselves. I'm not saying that we don't care, but, you know, hey, you know, like I, I told you about my friend, oh, you know, it was his underlying condition. Well, excuse my language, but bull crap. You know what I'm saying? Why do you do a test on this man? Why do you do a test? My friend that died in Waco, let me tell you something. He did everything he could. He thought. He thought to protect himself. He went out that mm. day, got his tire fixed. He came back in. He got on social media. Oh, he didn't feel good. He thinks he'll take a hot toddy and call it the night. Two days later, he on Facebook saying he don't feel good, you know. He he can mm. make the appointment, a virtual appointment. The doctor, I don't know what the doctor tells him. Two days later, he gets progressively worse fast. He goes, he makes another appointment over the phone. A day later, we're trying to find out, family, friends trying to find out, you know, where is this, where, where is he at? And guess what? They find him in his house dead. They refuse to do a test on him, but. 
And this was in the news now. This was in Waco. This was Waco, Texas. This was in the news, this story that I'm telling you. <laughs> Once he had died, so what we decided, we're going to do a test then. And guess what? He was COVID-19 positive. We better wake up. You know, here, here, here's, here's the deal on yeah, here's the deal on what you just say, Glass. And I just want to jump in here. Here's the deal on what you just say. You said that he started feeling bad two or three days, and he and he noticed it then. But here's the deal with this virus: if it, it, we don't have symptoms until it's almost too late. That's right. So he probably got infected fifteen or twenty days out before then, and then he started having severe symptoms. At that particular point in time, see, we, as black people, and I'm gonna I'm address this to black people. We know that every time that you mention the medical field, you go, you mention going to the doctors or seeing somebody, that's gonna cost us money. So we, right. so what we do is we sit around and we say, "Oh, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. You see a little blood, it's okay. I'm gonna be all right." We continue to go through that cycle because we don't want to spend the money to to take care of ourselves. If you're feeling bad, if you feel like you got a headache or anything, any of the symptoms that they're saying early on, go get tested. We're 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 sitting back talking about, oh, I'll be okay. Don't worry about me, you know. But that's the way that we would that's the way we would brought up as kids. If it ain't cut off, if it ain't bleeding, if 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 you can get up and run, you're okay. We gotta stop it. We have to stop it at some point, and that's basically what she was just just saying. And I just want to make sure that we all, and each and every one of the people that's on this line, I hope you take what she's saying and you take it back to somebody. If they don't want to listen, that's fine. Just tell them anyway, because. Wow. They may want to believe that news that's on the. I'm gonna say this and then I'm gonna I'm gonna yield. They may believe what's coming on the on the on the TV. They may believe what they hear on the radio. They might believe what Poochie's telling them around the corner. But this is a nurse that's in in the hospital working right now. I'm gonna believe her. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it's about nine o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. You're listening, tuning in to. Blog Talk USA tonight, we're talking about COVID-19. Uh, we're tying in how can a Democratic Party uh, contribute to uh, the November 2020 election. Uh, we have a very, uh, a very, very good guest on tonight, a nurse that's on the front lines that's uh, dealing with this COVID-19. I hope if you're out there listening that uh, you've taken what you said to heart. Uh, this is not uh, CNN or Fox or MSNBC. Uh, whatever the case may be, because we know that the mainstream media number one goal is to distort the message and divide the people. Uh, you know, our number one message is to make a difference in the lives of those that are out there that are struggling, family members that are struggling, or whatever the case may be. Uh, Pastor Riggin, uh, I know that you uh, have absorbed some things, and I know you're ready to come in. Uh, Simp, if you're ready to come in, Brother Williams, if he's out there, uh, Ron, if you want to open up the lines. We can, all right, we can all right one, one second. Uh, Hey, uh, Ron. Yes, sir. Hey, we, let's I'm sitting here. I'm listening to, to you. Uh, let's dedicate this show to Ron, uh, to Glass Mom. I want to do that. That's the first thing I want to do. Absolutely. Just yeah, I, I just want to tell you all, since the last time, I'll take it from you, Sim. I'll do it if you want me go to, ahead. or you can go ahead and do it. No, go I think ahead. it's just the last Okay, I think since the last time we all talking, we, we've we been doing this for a while. Please, I know that most of y'all have just started listening, but we did this for a long time, 
a very long time, and and we used to do this show, and it used to be a person in the background listening to us all the time because her son was on the air. So I just want to say, and I had talked to Simp just about this earlier, and Simp. Simp agreed with me. I think that each and every show that we do from now on, this show is dedicated to Glass's mom because she, she was always supportive. She was always there for us. So, Glass, I want you to know that we, we, we didn't forget. We know that we know that you used to sit there with your mom and you used to look over there and she would be smiling because she would tell us almost everything when she would make them comments and everything. So I just want to tell you all, this, this, this platform, from here on out, is dedicated to Glass's mom. Hey, Ron, uh, I appreciate that. Uh, for those who don't know, my mom transitioned on her birthday, July the 15th of 2017, uh, 8 plus 7 uh, equals 15. Uh, I believe that she made a complete circle in her life, and I know that she's resting with Jesus. Uh, I can hear her right now now that she said it, uh, telling me not to go brisk, not to be saying those things. That's why I was Brother Williams that we got to say other things. We got to move forward. I appreciate all that stuff uh, that you guys did, but uh, nevertheless, we got work to do. We got homework to do. Uh, we got to put together some shows because, uh, in the midst of it all, we got to make sure that uh, we inform uh, the voting population, uh, the electorate. Uh, like Brother Williams said, we got to have a reason as to why we got to get these people out to vote. And if we don't have uh, a reason for those people to get out there to vote, then there's an issue. And I'll tell you this, Ron, uh, you know I've been an elected Democrat for the last 30 years all my life. Uh, last year uh, I decided that I wanted to go independent because I felt like the Democratic Party had no backbone. They would say things, then they would backtrack. They would do this, and then they would backtrack. I'm, t- I'm the type, say what you mean, mean what you say, but I've always voted Democrat, and I believe in the Democratic Party, but I believe that there's a, uh, there's a systemic failure that's there uh, I think they need to get the act together, and if they don't get it together, they're going to lose a, a whole lot of other people. Pastor Riggins was a longtime uh, a Democrat himself. He became independent uh, as well. So uh, we, we're still there. We still believe in the basic fundamentals of helping people, helping our neighbors, whatever the case may be. Uh, once again, it's about 9.05 p.m. Central Standard Time. You list the Block right, Talk USA. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, F.J. Jones yep. and, and uh, Robert want to say one more thing. If we can open yeah, let, let them come on in. 5141. Let me try. Hold on just a minute, guys. I'm trying to get there. Go ahead and continue because I'm, I'm sitting here looking at the line. I'm going to have to look at your numbers. <laughs> okay. Just text them to me. Glass, go ahead and continue talking because yeah, well, you know well, I got to work out. It's that many people yeah, out for there. Those who don't know. Yeah, Ron is Ron is operating the switchboard, and there's about uh, 250 lines that's out there. Uh, I'm in Louisiana. Uh, Simp is in uh, Brazoria County. Ron is in Houston. Pastor Rigg is in Houston, and the nurses in Houston. So we all in, in many different places, but we we can strategically put this thing together. So if you have a little uh, backdrop or back noise or whatever, that's all those lines out there that are open. We have to go through each individual one to try to. Uh, you know, decrease that noise. But just bear with us. Once again, we're not trying to be Tom Joyner, Tavis Smile, and none of those other guys. We're just simple people that's out there trying to make a difference uh, in the world that's going on now, basically relative to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Do you have that line ready? Hey, Randy, I, got, my I line think I got open? one of them open. Yes, go ahead. It is open? Yeah, yes, sir. yeah it's open. Yeah, okay, ahead. hey, listen, I wanted to make one, one quick point before we get off. And God bless your mother. 
Brother Glass, man, that made my heart smile just to uh, hear that, uh, thinking about my, my own mother. Uh, but but one serious issue that, that we have not touched on regarding COVID, and I am a criminal justice reformist. That, that is what I do. And recently the governor issued a decree for what they call compassionate release. I'm not mm-hmm. sure if you guys know what that is or what it's right. about. Uh, but compassionate release is we have a serious issue on our hands right now. In Harris County alone, there are, all, there are almost 10,000 folks in, in, in the county jail there. Now, when folks hear us talking about people in jail, you know, you kind of turn your head, well, you know, they shouldn't be in there anyway. But what you need to understand is 80% of those who are in the county jails right now we can't call them criminals because they haven't been con- convicted of a crime. Exactly. Inmates. Exactly. And then 75% of them are simply there because they cannot afford bond. And so exactly. my organization that I founded, which is called the Alliance for a New Justice System, we're going to be having a panel discussion tomorrow at 10 o'clock in the morning with Representative uh, Jarvis uh, Johnson, uh, along with three members of my alliance, Speaking on this issue, uh, and what I need you guys to understand real quick is that there are political games being played now with people's lives, okay? Uh, On this compassionate release decree that the governor issued, uh, he added some things in there that we could not agree with. We have answered him. We have answered our people uh, uh, in the Capitol. Uh, one of the things he put in there was putting restrictions on judges, on uh, on who they could and, and, and could not release. Uh, they also didn't add in there, uh, listen, uh, are these people going to be tested, number one, before they're released? Number two, do you have a place for them to go? Not everyone still has a family or a place to go when they get out. You're going to have to have somewhere to put them for at least 14 days, right, when they get out of there. <laughs> Uh, right, and so right. there are some games being played right now with this compassionate release because of this. It ties into the battle of bail reform that we are going to be fighting in the upcoming 87th legislative session. And those who are against bail reform are are convoluting the message, if you will, of, of bail reform, trying to make it seem like we're just releasing any and everybody out to the public. Right. So that's that's not what we are doing. But PR right. bonds, personal recognizance bonds, are certainly in order to relieve uh, uh, some of the population that's in our county jails right now. So these people are not stacked in there like sardines and basically being handed a death sentence because they couldn't afford a $100 bond. That's what's going on. And so we're, we're, you know, I, I can't unpack it all right here, but I just wanted to let you know that that is a serious issue uh, that our alliance is dealing with right now. Uh, and if you guys can jump on our uh, uh, Facebook Live feed tomorrow, uh, Damian Jones is going to be hosting uh, Representative Jarvis Johnson. And, and if you have not heard him speak on the issue of criminal justice reform, you need to listen to this broadcast. Uh, we are trying to make it. And guess what? Most of these people in there are our people. Most of them are our people. 
basically being given a, a death sentence because folks are playing politics with their lives. Right. So uh, just, right. just kind of stay tuned to that issue. Yeah, what, what I will say is uh, that information that you have, Ron, I think you know where I'm going, uh, th- that's already a show right there. So uh, if you can get that information uh, to simp, uh, you know, the importance of it and uh, the topic of discussion that you'd like to discuss that, uh, we, we can definitely uh, bring that in. Because we, remember, we're trying to recover uh, the American Negro. Uh, I'm trying to make sure that they are aware as much of, of what I'm aware of. I, I want to make sure that uh, those younger generations, uh, those progressives that you spoke of earlier, that they are aware of the struggle and the fight because yeah. it, it don't just stop because uh, you you sitting at the front of the bus. It don't just stop yeah. because you got a seat at the table. If you have no voice at the table, what good is the seat? What I'll so, send to you is, is, is the actual letter that we sent to the governor, and we also have an op-ed that's going out tomorrow morning that is mm-hmm. basically an explanation because the general public really doesn't understand this compassionate right. release and how it ties into bail reform. And we're putting out an op-ed to all of the major news sources here in the state of Texas tomorrow uh, as a form of explanation uh, to garner support from the public that we are going to need to win this battle. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for, for those who are out there listening, we're going to give you opportunity. Uh, if you want uh, or would like to say something, all you got to do is press uh, press one. Uh, we're going to go to that uh, young lady out there. Call a five one four one. The nurse come back at a little bit more. But if there's any caller that's out there who would like to say something, just press one. Go go ahead on, nurse. How you doing? This is Esther Jones. Um, I'm running for Justice of the Peace for Brazoria County in Precinct 4. And I know that we have a lot of Brazoria County listeners on the line. So there are two things that I want to say. The first is that I started an organization called the Brazoria County Voter Initiative. And the mission of that organization is to increase polls in Brazoria County. Yes. We have... 54,000 African-Americans in Brazoria County and, and like, 12,000 of them voted in the primary. I mean, we are leaving so much voting power on the table that it's ridiculous. So I would really like for people to just get in touch with us. The um, email address for us is B as in boy, C as in cat, voterinitiative at gmail.com. Again, that's B as in boy, C as in cat, or B as in Brazoria, C as in county, voterinitiative at gmail.com. People are always welcome to contact me at area code 832-848-0815. Again, that's area code 832-848-0815 because increasing our voting power and not leaving a large portion of it on the table is the way that we are going to change things in this county. And I want to remind people, we have done a, talk, a lot of talking about that White House, but you, you will find that the courthouse affects more lives than the White House does. So you need to Amen. change your situation from the bottom up, not the top down. And we are, and, and also what this organization is, is recruiting boots on the ground. We are the people who are looking to increase the African-American turnout, and we are, we are the ones making the phone calls. We are the ones sending the text messages. We are the ones knocking on doors. So when this conversation is over, 
you have people in this organization who are dedicated to the cause from now until November 3rd. The second thing I want to say is I don't believe, I, I want to say, Nurse Teresa, I want to thank you properly for putting yourself on the front line for us. Amen. Because there aren't, as, there aren't many people willing, like you said, those doctors who are like, ah, I don't want to do this because they know what the deal is. But I want to say thank you for getting every, getting up every day and doing your job to save lives. And so I want to say that we appreciate that. Thank you very much. Okay. I really appreciate okay, that. Okay, Carla, before you leave, uh, once again, state your name and what you're running for. I am F.J. Jones, and I'm running for Justice of the Peace in Brazoria County in Precinct 4, and when I am elected, because I want y'all to hear me when I, when I am elected, I will be the first African-American to ever be elected to county government in Brazoria County. In 184 you. years. Okay, how, the how last can thing, uh, those... Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to ask, how go can ahead. those that are out there listening get in contact with you? Absolutely. So I'll say my phone number again, area code 832-848-0815. I have a website. The website is justvotejones.com. I also have uh, Facebook. I have Instagram. I have Twitter. I even have Snapchat. My my sons have to run that because I, I don't know nothing about that. But all <laughs> of my social media platform is the number symbol at, and one time I had my mother-in-law ask me how to get to the at. So it's shift, the number two, at Jones, the number four, JP, at the number, um, Jones, the number four, JP. But there's one more thing I want to say. One of those boards that I spoke spoke about earlier, I sit on with a hospice nurse. And if you go on my Facebook page, my campaign page, FJ Jones for Justice of the Peace in Missouri County, you type that, it'll come up. Um, and also on my personal page, so if you want to send me a firm request, do that as well. This is F.J. Jones. But he's a hospice nurse. And the other day, he had a situation where he had a young lady who went over her friend's house for dinner. Hmm. And then three days later, she went to go visit her grandmother. And when he did, at the time that he actually put this on Facebook, that grandmother had passed. Because her granddaughter went to the dinner and someone was COVID-19 positive. And at the time of her grandmother's passing, did I do this? And Mm -hmm. initially, he didn't answer. He just said, hey, you you did all you could after she was sick. It was, you know, this is all you could do. And she said, I need you to answer me. Did I do this? So I want everybody out there to think that it's not about you. It's not about whether or not you put yourself at risk. It's about whether or not you put the people you love at risk. Because I'm quite sure that this young lady didn't think that going to dinner at a friend's house would ultimately result in the death of her grandmother. Now, this nurse, he said to me, there was no way I could tell that young lady she did not need to hear the sound of my voice telling her that this was her fault. He said, but at the end of the day, her going to this dinner was a direct result 
of her grandmother passing away. Mm-hmm. It was a great result. And so when I told you that story, I didn't tell you how old she was. You probably guessed. I didn't tell you what race she was. You can make that up for yourself because we all know that anybody with any wealth status, with any race, any family, anybody can identify with that story because any Mm. one of us could have gone to dinner with our friends and come back and infected someone in our family and ultimately caused their death. So remember that the next time you think that you are being, that what you're doing is harmless. Because from what I understand, there were two other adults and three small children in that house. Mm. And she has exposed every last one of those people to COVID-19 because she wanted to go to dinner. And that's all I have to say. Again, my name is F.J. Jones. I'm running for Justice of the Peace in Brazoria County at Precinct 4. You can get in touch with me via social media at just um, at Jones4JP, and my website is justvotejones.com. And remember, if you want to be a part of the Brazoria County Voter Initiative, whose mission is to increase the African-American uh, electorate vote to the, to the polls, please come to BC Voter Initiative at gmail.com, Brazoria County Voter Initiative. Thank you so much. Uh, we- We'd like to thank you and uh, much success to you. Ron, I got a message uh, for the nurse. Uh, someone message said, the company sends out health care professors into the COVID-19 facilities. Uh, she would like to uh, make a con- uh, connection with the nurse uh, and perhaps be able to send uh, some workers, I believe, up to New York. So if the nurse is out there, if she could give uh, either you a simp or either uh, message me uh, via Facebook uh, her uh, contact information, I'll get it to the uh, individual uh, company that's out there asking. Ron, we got anybody else out there on the line that's pressed one that would like to come in? Yeah, if you would call, if you would make the announcement one more time before we get out of here, because um, okay. right now I think that uh, I don't think Most that we have listening. anybody who would like to come in, but um, we got a lot of people out there, Glass. So evidently this yeah. this is a hot yeah, subject. Well, I'll make, so. make one last comment before I go. I think we're going to leave in like about seven minutes, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, it's very important that what Mr. Robert Williams was talking about and what uh, the young lady running for justice and peace. We got to forget uh-huh. about Bernie. Bernie not making it. We got to forget about that. Bernie didn't make it. He just didn't make it. We've got to get Trump out of the White House. The issue, you know, in other words, don't look for the personality. We can't even push all the progressive issues we want to. The most progressive issue is we've got to save our democracy and save our own lives. I quit. I became independent in 2008 over the same issue. When, when President Obama was running, I didn't like how the Democratic Party was treating me at first and all that stuff, and it was trying to push Hillary and all this kind of stuff, and I, got, I became independent. But Obama prevailed because he, he learned how he, he used his own system to prevail. Well, Bernie didn't he prevail both times. And we said, well, Biden is a safe deal. We've got to vote November 3rd to put Trump out the White House. That's very important. That's that's the long arch of this. While we're saving our lives with COVID-19 and everything, the big picture is more than COVID-19 because this is one of the issues that we're dealing with. This is this is mostly the most acute example of why he shouldn't be the president of the United States. 
So if we don't get all our progressive issues on the board, we got to first get um, Biden in office, and then we can push for progressive issues. We've got to vote Trump out the White House. That's the most important thing. Not trying to vote Biden in, vote Trump out. That makes sense. That's what I'm saying. That's the point. I don't like Biden. No, you don't worry about Biden. You're voting Trump out. Uh, not, not, not. Hey, uh, well, well, Pastor, I, I, I see the uh, the tangle of the words which you're so good at, but that, I mean that is a factual uh, situation. Uh, it's about nine twenty-two p.m. Central Standard Time. You've been listening to Blog Talk USA. Uh, we've had a lot of guests that that was on tonight. Uh, we talked about the COVID nineteen situation. We are talking about uh, the electoral process in uh, November of twenty twenty. We're asking people to continue to social distance. We're asking people to strategically think. We're asking you to continue to uh, socialize via uh, the Internet, via uh, uh, Facebook Live, uh, you know, FaceTime or whatever, because we need to keep the conversation going. We don't need to become stagnant. We do not need to lose uh, this election uh, in 2020. If we lose the election in 2020, well, you can set yourself back for another 50 years at least. The young lady that's out there running, I hope that the, uh, the broadcast will be shared uh, to individual friends so they can get our information out. Uh, if we can bring Brother Williams back on and talk about uh, the criminal justice system, of course, we're going to continue to put uh, shows together. COVID-19 will never go away. We're going to talk about uh, most of the time uh, when this guy comes out and talk about a press we're going to try to come back and rebuke it with the truth or whatever the case may be. Uh, Brother Simp, I want to thank you. I know that there's a lot of listeners that are out there. We want to say thank you for having enough uh, confidence uh, in us and taking up the time uh, to listen to us. Remember, uh, there's a lot of things that's going on in the background. Uh, so if you hear back noise, don't hold it uh, against the broadcast because there are 250 lines that are open. We try to let everybody participate. We try to give you the option to come in, uh, chime in, and talk by pressing one. Uh, feel free to email any of us, message us, or whatever the case may be. Uh, Ron, I'll let you have a final comment. Uh, we're again, once again, we'll list the blog talk. USA. Hold up. Before Ron goes on, this is FJ. Can I say something? April 25th, you will have several candidates that are vying to be your next elected official. These are the people, when they are elected, are the people that you are going to be relying on to make the right decision. Now, I don't have all of the details right now because I just can't remember them. And I'll get them to um, Sherwin Simp. But... Um, April 25th, put that on your calendar, 6.30 to 8 o'clock. You will have a lot of Democratic candidates in a virtual town hall and look for something called Mobilize America, and you have to sign up to get the Zoom um, the Zoom link. But that is going on, and that will be your opportunity to ask these candidates. I will be on there, and it will be a whole two congressional candidates will be on, on there. It's a bunch of people from the Democratic Party that will be on there. So if you want to know what the people who are asking to be your future leaders want, um, if you want if you want to know, want to tell them what you want, that is the time to do it. A virtual town hall, April 25th, 630 to 830. I'm sorry. Mr. Glass, okay. I yield to no, no, you. That's okay. that's okay. We got a Lord uh, Simon Simon out there that uh, has a question, uh, Lord, uh, press one and come in right now. Lord, you out there? Yes, yes, press one on this phone. I haven't gotten yet to come up yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah, Lord, go to press one. We'll bring you up. And I yield all my time to whoever else is out okay. there. Okay, Lord, Lord are you, you out there? there? 
He has to press okay. one. Okay. Hard going once, uh, going twice, three times. Uh, Nine twenty six p.m. Central Standard Time. Blog Talk USA, fellas. I think uh, we did a great service uh, tonight. Uh, once again, it feels good to be able to uh, try to make a difference uh, in the lives of those that are around us. Uh, we hope that we did a satisfactory job tonight. Uh, once again, we got everybody uh, on individual uh, lines, uh, so sometimes you may hear one interject over the other. Uh, don't worry about all that. Worry about what we're doing from our hearts, which is trying to make sure that we can provide as much factual information as possible. If the nurse is still out there, if she's got another coworker, somebody that want to come in on the next uh, next show that we do, uh, Brother Williams, we're going to definitely bring you on. Those candidates that are running for office, they're welcome to uh, contact Ron and uh, let him know or simp that they want to get on and do whatever the case may be. Uh, we got uh, time for one more uh, person. I just got a, a message. Uh, if, if we got any other callers out there that want to come in, press one right now. Just press one, and we'll see you on the grid. All you got to do is press one and start talking. Okay. It's amazing because uh, I haven't see. seen it. I'm still on the boards. Just want to let you know I'm still here, and I don't want to take up their time. I haven't seen anybody press right. one. Uh, Lord, Lord is pressing. Lord is pressing one uh, one second. I just asked him for his last four of his, his phone number. Give me a second. Give me his last four okay. real quick. I haven't got it yet. Come on, Sim. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, I'm, He's I'm typing glad it right now. He's typing. He's typing. Okay. Okay. I'm glad that we're hey. having some engagement. Uh, 85 I want to thank you. 8570. Okay, I'm going down the board. I'm trying to get the glass. Let me give me just I know. Yeah, I got remember, him. Remember seven, real quick. Okay. okay. Eight, five, I got him. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? How y'all doing? How you doing? For all, for all you gentlemen. I have a question for all you gentlemen. I noticed that, you know, as long as I've been in the country, we've been vaccinating cows for years for this COVID-19. My question is, why all of a sudden we don't have a vaccine for humans, but we got a vaccine for animals? Uh, I'm going to yield that to the nurse because I'm not scientifically smart enough to answer that. That's a very bad question. <laughs> if the nurse, if the nurse I'm not, I'm there, not either. Hey, yeah, I, I don't, don't want to no <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I'm not. Is, is, is the nurse still out there? Um, if, just, if you are, just press one. I'll bring you up. Yeah, just, just I, press one if you have a nurse. I, have, I think she left, but... um. That would be a good question. Okay. We can we can answer that next week, maybe, Glad. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Lord. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry yeah. that uh, if you ask me something political, I'll give you an answer. But uh, the one thing <laughs> that I don't want to do, personally myself, is uh, to give some false information uh, that's out there now. Pastor Riggins, uh, you know, your wife may uh, be able to uh, give you a little information. You can kind of message Ron or Simp and uh, give us some feedback. But we'll definitely try to retrieve that information. But I appreciate you coming on, uh, chiming in. Hope this is not the last time that you'll chime in. Uh, tell a neighbor, tell a friend that we're broadcasting live on Blog Talk USA. Uh, get with Simp and uh, get with Ron Spikes, and uh, we're going to continue to do this, and hopefully that we'll continue to make a difference with everybody uh, that's going on. So, Ron, we're looking at about 929. Uh, we got uh, some people from Michigan listening, uh, from Louisiana, uh, Texas. Uh, I run, I can't, uh, I'm just from uh, Colorado, I believe, some, some people that are messaging me uh, now. So I'm, I'm glad that they are uh, tuning in, even though Prince 
uh, is on. I've been trying to time it because y'all know I'm a number one Prince fan. So at the end of the day, uh, you've been listening to Blog Talk USA, and I appreciate everybody uh, joining the show tonight. Thank you, Ron. All right.